Hey, gals and guys, it's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on grief. Let's do this. Hello, it's uh, been about three weeks since the last episode. It's been really busy in my life, but it, for the most part, it has not been bad busy. It's, um, it's been good busy. But one of the things that has been not so positive was uh, losing a friend. And it has made me aware of my own need of going through grief, allowing myself to do that. Kind of uh, to get right into it here as a way to allow myself to continue to go through this grief. A little bit of backstory. Um, when my wife and I lived in the previous town we were living in before we moved really just a month ago, we were both involved in the volunteer adult leadership uh, with the youth ministry at our church. And when we started going there in 2012, um, there was another uh, student that also started going about the same time. And at the time, he was a junior hire, and his name was David. David came from a bit of a rough background, and he was he was a kid that had a lot of a lot of needs, um, but he was incredibly endearing and lovable. And uh, we got to witness him grow up a bit. And as he became a high schooler, really just saw his heart uh, for other people just flourish. And he he was just a really a really good guy. And and David. Uh, June 16th, this last June, passed away, you know, due to complications of a seizure while sleeping. And my friend uh, Logan saw it on Facebook and he called me kind of in disbelief, like, have you seen this? Is this true? And I had not seen it yet. And when I did confirm it, I just, I just sat down and I, I didn't know what to do. I just sat, but, but I felt overwhelmed. I, I felt my brain trying to grapple. It was just like, kind of just, uh, felt like a skipping record. Like, no, what? No, really? Oh man. It just kind of going in this circle of belief, disbelief. Um, and what's happening is like your brain is literally adjusting. It's changing. Things are happening. There are parts of your brain that are being rewired, changing to a new reality. And if anyone's experienced any sort of loss in their life, you, you know what I mean. You're trying to accept it because it's truth, but your brain just can't quite get there. It's, it's wrestling with accepting this new thing. And when we are grappling with this, it is a very pivotal point because we make one of two choices, which is, are we going to go through it? Or are we not? And it's not necessarily a conscious choice. But to not go through it, there are a lot of ways. You could turn to drinking. You could just avoid it emotionally altogether and just put on a happy face or, or not show any emotion whatsoever and just kind of numb out. You can avoid any feelings that life with that person uh, brings up. You know, even if it was a good, good relationship or a bad relationship. You could just shove it to the back corners of your mind and lie to yourself that you're dealing with it. And at the risk of overgeneralizing here, people who respond with, I'm not sad because I know where they are, without truly tuning in to who this loss has made sad is maybe a way they are avoiding their own grief in the situation. It's at least not helpful to the ones who are grieving, maybe. Or... 
you can choose to go through it. And going through grief is, is interesting because there are many ways to go through other feelings like happiness. There's several different ways you can celebrate that you're happy. Get some ice cream. And those feelings are much easier to go through. We, we want to go through those positive feelings more often than the negative ones. But with grief, there is one way through grief, and that is to grieve. You know, maybe I'm being presumptuous here, but one of my most recent episodes is called On Motivation, and that's something people really are looking forward to hear about. And I don't even think it's that great of an episode, but it's quickly skyrocketed to one of my top episodes ever because I think people are like, oh, I want to hear, hear about motivation. Who doesn't? For this episode on grief, I don't think it's going to get that same amount of downloads. And that's okay. I, I hope the people that find it who are searching for grief, who are looking to how to best deal, how to, how to grieve, will find this episode. And those of you who subscribe get all the episodes, but I think there's people who just go down the list and go, oh, I want to I hear about positivity. I want to hear about motivation. I want to hear about self-belief. Uh, I'm going to skip over some things that don't sound so exciting like apologies or grief. And that's okay, but all that to say, maybe some of the most important emotions we must experience are the negative ones, and yet we choose to push them to the back of our minds. But the truth is, they do come back in some way or another, maybe in the form of panic attacks, maybe in the form of just unexplained triggers. Something happens and you start getting angry all of a sudden or, or sad. Well, there's things we need to deal with, and grief is one of them. And we avoid it because it's, it's it's, it doesn't feel good up front. But when we do it, and those who do grieve, hang in there. Because if we do go through it, then we get to see what's on the other side. Father Richard Rohr describes this term that he coined called the bright sadness. And he's, he's talked about how in the past when he goes away to a hermitage and he gets some peace and solace um, by himself, he comes back immensely happy, except people tell him he looks sad. And as he would reflect on this more, he realizes that deep sadness is often paired with immense joy. That even when we come in tune with what's so joyous about life, then there's the sadness that people also miss it. And for me, it was, it was kind of the opposite. When engaging in the sadness of David's passing and writing out what I was going to say about him at his funeral when I got up to speak, I got to share about what I knew of David's life. And for me, I got the privilege of picking him up a lot before our church night together and then taking him home and hearing about his life, and talking to him. And he went on several youth trips over the last year. And at the funeral, I got to share many funny stories and great memories that a lot of his family didn't get to see because they didn't go on the trip. And absolute joy, immense joy, welled up naturally through my engaging in this grief while talking at his funeral and sharing how about two months ago, in my car, on the way up to go camping, David and I and a couple others, we talked about death. And we talked about our hopes for life after death. We shared our own experiences with grief and engaging in the losing of others and what we hope to find when we die. And that next day, I got to be a part of baptizing him in this cold lake, this freezing cold lake. 
One of the things I say a lot on this podcast that has been really helpful to me over the years is this saying, the only way out is through. And truly with grief, the only way out is through. You need to grieve. You need to grieve. Engage in the bright sadness. Go through it. And paired with this deep sadness is immense joy somewhere. And I don't know where. And no one can find that but you. The only way through grief is to grieve. Here we are at the end of the episode. And I challenge you guys to do something that we always do. Which is to find a reflection of yourself and to repeat the following mantra to yourself as a way to allow our minds to grapple with a new reality, a reality that we want to health yourself. We want to find ourselves and we want to engage in all of the emotions, the positive and the negative ones. It isn't by accident that you feel these. They are to be engaged with. They are indicators that things need to be dealt with. And when we do, without pushing them away, we invite them in. And we grow and we become more whole and healthy human beings, engaging in all of our emotions. And today, when you find a reflection, say this to yourself. I am capable of engaging with my grief and finding what's on the other side. Choosing to take an active part in your mental health is a lot of work. And it's scary. There's a lot of unknowns. It takes some faith that if we try on new ways of believing and new affirmations that invite in new feelings that maybe we've been pushing for years and years out of the way, it's hard. Engaging in your mental health sometimes doesn't look like you're getting healthy. You may, in fact, be in more tune with your triggers and be more easily triggered and become to other people maybe seeming to be more unstable. You've got to look at the big picture here. You're doing what needs to happen. Instead of putting a bandage over a big cut that needs stitches, you're getting stitches. And the stitches hurt. And the stitches cause you to wince and to lash out. But if you want the long-term healing, you need to embrace the stitches and stop avoiding what's coming by putting through a quick fix like a band-aid. You'll never heal. Hang with it. And there's a lot of people listening to this podcast. There's people who are going on many different journeys and it's it's helpful to them becoming healthy. I'm grateful to hear your stories. Let me know yours. Feel free to email me, phil at thestoryshop.tv. And know this, you're not alone. But in order to get healthy, that's a decision you have to make. No one can make it for you. It starts with you. (laughs) 